0: today's show, we're taking you behind the scenes and showing you three AI-driven marketing experiments to supercharge your marketing conversion rates and transform your business growth. I'm your co-host, Kit Bodner, CMO at HubSpot. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Kieran Flanagan, who's the CMO over at Zapier. And this is Marketing Against the Grain. Let's get into today's show. I want to start out today's show with a thesis I have for you, Kieran. My thesis is that over the next 10 years, Because of all the changes that artificial intelligence is going to drive in disruption of search engines, disruption of social media, it's going to be harder and harder for a business to go find and attract new customers in terms of bringing in new traffic to their website, for example. But it's going to be easier than ever to convert and monetize the traffic that does come to their website because they're going to be able to create much more personalized and hyper-personalized and custom experiences for their customers and potential customers. Do you agree or disagree? I just want to start the show right there. Do you think that that's true? Or do you think that I'm an idiot?
1: I agree within a certain time range.
0: I think it's time boxed. <laughs> the classic Flanagan, oh, I well, kind of agree, but I, agree I don't know. I agree because
1: the things that you believe will increase conversion rate get commoditized faster
0: than they'll ever get commoditized in the past. I used to think this, Kieran. I used to agree with you on this. I don't know if that's actually true. Okay, let's hash it out. All right. This is why I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, Karen. So I want to talk to you about a test we did because I know everybody watching the show loves it when we get data, examples, share some stuff. So you're going to want to watch on YouTube because i got the images up. If you're listening to RSS, go check out the Marketing Against the Grain YouTube channel. Hit subscribe while you're there. Leave us some comments. We love YouTube comments. Comment today if you would click on these ads or not. Okay, so I'm going to show you, Karen, a couple of ads that we've made for The Hustle. So... When you were at HubSpot, you helped us acquire the Hustle. Part of that was the Hustle Daily Newsletter. And so we go out and we have different methods of acquiring subscribers to the Hustle Daily Newsletter. One of them is the advertising. And we were doing very classic, old school based, you know, find some stock imagery, edit that a little bit, write some copy. And instead, we switched to Hey, let's make some custom images in Mid Journey about the value prop we want to communicate that align deeply, deeply to the copy and just have like this perfect custom image copy situation. How well do you think the new ad performed versus the old ad, Karen?
1: I'd say it's like a,
0: a good 25% better. It was three times better.
1: Oh, wow, jeez.
0: Three For times, silence. 300% better in a reduction of cost. It reduced the cost per acquisition on subscribers by 300%.
1: That is so cool. Is that MidJourney you created that, like the image in?
0: Yes. So this is MidJourney. The images were custom created to our point in a previous show around the image wars. We talked about MidJourney and these tools being for people who aren't like professional designers. We had our like amazing designers, amazing creatives do the mid-journey prompting and got us, I think, a sick result. Like, I think the images are great because one, the images are hyper-personalized to the message, right? The copy and the image couldn't be more aligned. Second, the images are very differentiated. You're not seeing images in this style. We'll come back to your point around commoditization and our argument on this in a second. But I kind of want to show you what we have done. And so this first example is around like, it's not sorcery, it's the Hustle Daily Newsletter basically being like, hey, we give you this amazing information and it's not magic. If you just read this every day, you're going to be a much smarter person. But the net of it is, it's like, we are working to scale this up. And obviously that 300% might turn into 150% as you keep scaling right. up the experiment and you drive more volume. But even if it's 150%, that's a massive huge change in our ability to grow subscribers, right? Which is pretty yeah. unbelievable.
1: The one thing I'll say is, there's a couple of things that I think are happening, which is like the thing that truly matters in ads is the pairing of the copy and, and the image. Yes. You, you know, you've customized it really well. It's paired really well. The other thing that really works in paid is just uniqueness. Like people are hit with like the same type of this imagery. This is my whole
0: argument. You're saying you're all saying the time. That all this stuff is going to commoditize and it's not, man. Because kind of, if you have real creative okay. ideas, you can make them different. Okay.
1: So... I agree with, I actually changed my stance a little bit based upon you showing me these because what I'm saying is yes. get commoditized yes. is a little different from what's happened here, which is like great creative ideas and writing will never be commoditized. Yes. Like the writing here and the idea to come up with, like this is just advertising, like the best ads say a lot without having to say much, right? Just creative idea shown through copy and imagery. I don't think that gets commoditized. I agree with that. I actually don't think it gets commoditized. Like kudos to your team for creating these because I actually love this one as well.
0: I think they're dope ads. The thing that I
1: think it's commoditized is just the kind of mass personalization. This is not an example of mass
0: personalization. I think we're actually in agreement on this. But Kieran, let's, let's break that down for people. So like, we're getting very tactical, but I think it's important for everybody, right? So this is an ad that would show up on display, Facebook, wherever, right? And what you are arguing is going to be commoditized is like, hey, model, I have this newsletter that I want people to subscribe to. Just go and figure out the value prop, slap a copy and generate an image and make that go, right? And what's different between that and what happened here is that a human said, oh, what is a very interesting angle on this that I think is highly differentiated, which is your point. And it's like, Oh, we're going to play on this notion of the future and basically say like, hey, if everybody read this newsletter, we would be so far ahead of where we were today. Right. Which is like a very different, unique angle on things. And then they paired that with the right custom copy and custom imagery to actually drive that point home. Great. Yeah. Am I picking up what you're putting down? Are we on the yeah, same page I, I, here?
1: It's. Again, this comes into my like categorization of this stuff. You need if you start from the point where someone is truly great at their job, then their results are going to be so much better because they actually have great perspective on how to like leverage the AI tools to do much, much better. To your point, like there's gonna be a bunch of people who just say scan my newsletter, create ads, create a graphic, create imagery. And that's all gonna look the same. The other thing that I think is all gonna look the same is like personalization, like how you personalize the website. I used to think there was gonna be real core ways we could differentiate through AI technology to offer someone an incredible website experience. And my my kind of time-boxed argument is that is true until everyone can do that because platforms just allow you to do that by the push of a button. And now everyone has the great experience. And so everyone just expects a great experience and that gets commoditized. And that's the stuff I'm arguing gets commoditized much, much fast. But I still think creativity, incredible ideas, unique perspective, angles, humor, great writing, being able to like take something in your brain and create that into an, an incredible image, like turn that into an image, that
0: stuff does not get commoditized. I agree with you on that. And a lot of what we're talking about today is AI as a conversion rate tool. And when we talk about conversion rate, we mean, hey, can I get somebody to click on my ad at a higher rate, click on my emails at a higher rate, convert on my website into a free user or a customer in a higher rate? Those are the things we're talking about here, right? And what is driving what has always driven conversion rate improvements is your ability to test and get feedback and say like, oh, this did a little bit better. Let me tweak this thing and see if I can have it do a little bit better and ultimately like stack up to be a much bigger end kind of result. And AI allows you to run those tests much faster, which is why I think AI is a huge lever for conversion rates. Like not only were these ads better than what we were doing before, they were faster to produce than what we did before. Exactly. And those two things put together is incredibly powerful. It's not that good if it's just faster. It's pretty good if it's better, but if it's better and faster, that's where the game changes.
1: Okay. The other thing I've been thinking through is I watched this incredible interview yesterday. It's from a great YouTube channel called AI explained. And it was about there's this being widely held belief that this kind of reinforcement learning for AI models through humans is like the best way to kind of teach them. And there over time, there's been this kind of leaning away from that towards a AI model, like a super AI model, helping to train all the other AI models, like an AI czar that's on our side, hopefully. Like there's an incredible conversation (laughs) that takes place in that, which
0: is- That's pretty cool.
1: We have to get to the point where the AI model is on our side and can help train these models before the AI model learns how to deceive us because it could say it's doing these things, but if it's learned to deceive us, we can't know if it's on our side or not. I'm coming back to like what this means for a, a little experiment that I was thinking about for marketers. And so I was thinking about that. I was like, wow, like an AI model being able to like teach and critique other models. And one of the things I love doing when you know I get into a company and I'm really trying to figure out where we can get better is secret shopper exercises. Like I, I think secret shopper exercises oh, you are love incredibly secret important. Shopper.
0: I love it. But hold on, explain to people what a secret shopper is.
1: So secret shopper is actually going through all parts of your go-to-market experience as a new user. And picking up on all of the places you can get better. So I remember back in the day when we were building out the product-led growth notion for HubSpot, I would get these emails randomly from Brian Halligan was like, you know, I signed up for this and then try to click this button and try to do this. And, it's, and this thing sucked. And I'm like, oh, geez, yeah, that did suck. <laughs> like, I'll go try and fix that. But you go through it with a fresh pair of eyes. Now, here's the like super interesting part, right? So now I've been thinking through, well, that is a great exercise. Everyone should go through that exercise. You really should understand what it's like to go through that in the the kind of shoes of your customer. And this is how you get better at conversion rate and get better at actually helping more customers convert, become happy customers. But it takes a lot of time. So now I'm thinking, well, one of the things I can do actually is train an AI agent because I can tell an AI agent, hey, you are a customer of a certain size. You have certain characteristics. You have certain needs and wants. And you are trying to do this thing and achieve this thing. And I can get that AI agent to start to go through my onboarding flow. So I can get it to sign up for my product, which I'm doing at the moment. And I can have it attach an email address. So the AI agent has its own email address. Each time you get a new email, it can actually critique that email, right? I'm doing all this for like- Nice, I like that. Zapping things, right? So it can critique the email based upon what you have told the characteristics of that AI agent are. And it can send you back via Slack if you want to like zap it from email to Slack. You send you back a summary to Slack of like, hey, this is what I thought about your email. And in my experience, we went through the kind of scenario of it being a VC for us in one of our last shows. And the first couple of times it wasn't that good. And when I kept prompting it, it got much better. We're doing something in Zapier where the AI agent is actually helping us p- build personalized automation guides for every single contact that comes in. So we can grab data about them and actually build them an incredible like, guide on how they can get more from automation. Okay. And so the agent knows when a new email comes in from your onboarding flow or from your marketing team, it can critique that based on the characteristics you've given that. And then you can actually zap that to a Slack bot and actually have a summary in your Slack bot. So you as like the manager of all this and trying to like get really good at that experience, you're getting a constant stream of Slack alerts each time the agent is getting an email from your team or an email from your onboarding team and summarizing and it. Have you actually built this out? How much of this have you built out? I built what we built, like the automation, personalized automation guide agent. I It took a ton of like iteration through the prompts, but it got really good, really fast. And, oh, hold on. When you say build it out,
0: can you explain to people what you've actually done? Like, how does it actually work? So it's, a lot of this is done through Zapier, right? So, okay. but
1: the the agent is actually trained as a, you give it perspective on who it is, right? Like you, you give it the perspective of like-
0: But is you, this an OpenAI agent? Are you using the OpenAI API? Like what platform are you using to do this? Yeah, we're Which
1: using agent? AI, GBD4, built through GBD4, give it characteristics of who it is. And then the automation specialist actually takes in details about your contact record, your tech stack. And I actually can build an incredible automation guide. Like if you're a Kip come in and you're from HubSpot, we can tell that you're the CMO of HubSpot. We can tell what technology you're using. We can like hypothesize that this is the technology you really care about if you're a marketer. And then we can actually tell you the different categorization of jobs to be done that you can automate, why you would want to automate that. And the kind of like reasons you would want to do that as a marketer, which I find really interesting because it can give you Mm -hmm. context on why this stuff is actually beneficial for a marketer. Like you
0: kept to Kind of verticalized automation, yeah. Yeah,
1: like, and in the past, you would have to write that out yourself. Like you'd have to have someone go in and actually write that out, yeah. look at the tech stack. But now the AI agent does an incredible job. What the other, you know, really interesting thing is I think there's a certain amount of Zapier data in the OpenAI model. So it's actually pretty good at actually understanding the, you know, Zapier as a company and what Zapier can offer you.
0: Hold on, I want to go back to the AI agent and like automation guide. You are using the OpenAI... API, and you have a developer who is basically working on that API to create a guided experience that creates a custom content output that is an automation guide that you are emailing to prospective customers. That is what's happening, correct? I'm just trying to explain it for people so they they truly get it.
1: So, yes, we have a when you come in, we will zap your information to OpenAI. OpenAI will build you a personalized automation guide. We zap that information into the contact record to HubSpot. And so we have a section like the jobs to be done the workflows you can automate, the reason you would want to ar- automate that. So now we have all of that in dynamic fields and we can use those dynamic fields in the email. So now we can personalize the email That's sick. and we can say, hey, we've, we realized like you can do ABC and we want to give you like this thing for free, right? 15 minutes. But the thing I want to test it with first is not just through email. I want to do the human in the loop. So I talked about this before, where I think the best way to test thing is actually true, just yes. getting people on the phone and seeing if this is valuable or not. This is cool, but is it valuable? I don't know we'll have people reach out and say, we just want to give you this information, take you through this automation guide and figure out, do you enjoy that? Do you find it valuable or not? And then we'll get like feedback on how good the AI is at delivering value on those people. And then we'll be able to scale it, you know, much more dramatically after that. And what I'm surprised by is just like, boy, like how good the AI is at like understanding the value (laughs) of Zapier's technology and being able to provide context to your role. That was the big thing for me is like, I can tell you what automation you can do and like why that's valuable to you and how you get time back and, you know, save resources. Mm-hmm. But that message is like the same for each kind of like vertical, like sales, you know, marketer. But how can I tell you and frame it in the way where you as a marketer find much more value in the, in the words that I'm saying? And it does a pretty good job of like textualizing the value.
0: That's pretty sick. Thanks for going through like the nitty-gritty of it. I just wanted everybody watching to like deeply understand how that was doing because I think it's super it's a super interesting experiment. And people are gonna be like, oh, how can I how can I do that? And you're basically between HubSpot, Zapier, and OpenAI creating a fully automated, personalized like content experience for people, which is pretty, pretty awesome. So that so you have that, and then you have your secret shopper experiment that you were talking about. I want to kind of separate them because they're kind of two different experiments. So the third experiment we're talking about here is the secret shopper experiment, where you're basically building an agent to go and critique the work you're doing. And the build out of that is a little different, you were saying.
1: So the secret, you basically, again, pre-program an agent, you can do it in Zapier. So you can just say like, okay, you're this, this is what I need you to do. Each time I get an email, I can zap the agent the actual email And it can critique the email based on the guidelines I've given it and actually can zap me back a summary through a Slack bot. The reason I said it was a little bit more complex is because there's a lot more imagery in emails, in Zapier emails Mm -hmm. in particular, because we use a lot of imagery and GIFs and things like that to actually explain how things work. So it's not as much, it's not as text-based. And so that's something I've started to try to figure out is like, how can it perfectly critique the email if it doesn't really understand the imagery or the video or the GIFs? But I think for a lot of people who just have like basic nurturing flows, or just want to understand what email, like just what email is going to my user base and my customers. Yeah. And is it good, not? Like, does it meet some sort of benchmark, not? Is it given value? Yes, no. You can train an agent to understand those things and provide you a summary of like, even if you train it and have the agent tell you, here were the most valuable things it told me as a customer. Like, here's what I got from that email. And you could say, oh, that's not actually what I was trying to tell
0: it. How does the agent get the email, Kieran?
1: So like, imagine the, the agent would sign up. We've set an email address up for that agent, yep. fake email address, because you sign up with the email address. Yeah. Each time an email yep. lands in that Gmail account and new email, you can set up a zap to zap that email to the agent and the agent then can critique it. And once it's critiqued it, it can zap that back to slap.
0: Got it. So you're zapping the email from Gmail to OpenAI. To like a pre-programmed yeah, agent. Yeah. To-
1: a prompt, but it's through Zapier. Like it's it's a little hard to explain, but it's, you can set that up in Zapier and set up the prompts in Zapier. And once you zap it, it goes through, like runs it through the agent and then you can actually zap it somewhere else. So just imagine Zapier, you can zap to OpenAI through the pre-programmed agent and then you can zap on the results yeah. to another place.
0: Oh, that's pretty sweet. Okay, that's awesome. I, I just wanted to give everybody the clarity of like how, how how you're actually setting that up. So that was that was awesome. Right.
1: And so I think in relation to what we've talked about is, you can actually have AI start to like, not only personalize your website and personalize your emails. I hadn't thought about this before, but you can get AI to like be your assistant to critique your own work. Yeah. And so where I was going with the human reinforcement loops and then AI helping AI agents get better is then you could imagine having like a bunch of AI agents critiquing parts of your go-to-market journey and having another AI agent taking those critiques and then them the other agents how to make that stuff better, right? Yes. So if you have a sales prospect and AI agent bot, and there's an AI agent who creates the emails for you, right? It can create the emails. You give it domain data. You give it contact data. You give it other data. And it creates a prospect and sales sequence for you. And that sales sequence is run. And then you have another AI agent who's your test agent can go through that flow and critique it for you. And another agent who can tell that agent how to get better based upon those critiques. <laughs> and so now I don't have to do anything. I just, I just have to set up the agents and it man, does it all for me. Man, sitting on a beach, man. This is but fantastic. It's, a, it's been incredible to think about. I hadn't thought about that until I started building a secret shopper exercise. I was like, okay, well, how do I keep engineering myself out of this flow? And at some point, I don't need to give. it's giving me the critique and then I have to go tell someone to make it better. Eventually, you can just tell an AI agent, you get better and then you go create
0: this stuff. That's pretty awesome. All right, so we just walked through three experiments that you can use Leverage AI to transform the conversion rate of your business. Kieran, I, I think there are some foundational lessons in those experiments, which are AI can automate a lot of the evaluation of the work and marketing and customer experience right now, today. And you've shown that with kind of a combination of HubSpot, Zapier, and OpenAI. Then through the hustle newsletter ads example, we learned that, wow, if you can have a novel creative idea and pair that with a custom image and custom copy, you can transform your ad conversion rates. So that's pretty sick. We had an argument about, hey, how much of this is going to get commoditized? Parts of it are going to get commoditized, but not for a while. And I think if you're a marketer for the next six to 18 months, there's a huge opportunity to leverage these tools to drastically change your conversion rate. What parting advice would you give for anybody out there who is starting to run experiments with AI to increase their conversion rates?
1: I think actually I would start with secret shopper exercise. I would consolidate that into like the core areas I could get better. And then I would ask myself, like, how does AI help me to automate? Like, there's two parts of this, right? It's personalization. How does it help me personalize something much better and much better for the customer? Mm -hmm. And then how do I get a better version of that into market in a quicker timeframe. So you talked about the two things that we talked about. Yours is very much like we can get much more creative ideas into them wild because we are doing this through tools that are easier for us to like create the imagery. And then if I compare that with a great idea, I can get much more of this into the market much more quicker. My ones were much more around like, how do I find ways to personalize the experience much better for our our users and customers through personalized automation, onboarding flows and guides. And actually the secret shopper exercises where I can have the AI critique what we're giving the customer today. And one of the asks I had for that AI agent was like, tell me how I could personalize this for the user, for you, Mm -hmm. much, much better. And so mine's about personalization and I think yours is about time to market.
0: I love that. The net of it is massive opportunity. Don't just sit there and do all of your conversion rate, your marketing automation the way you used to. Think about how you can interject some of these cool AI use cases into what you're doing to really transform your results. It's been a fun topic. I love getting into the details of all of Kieran's automation experiments. So I think Zapier is on the forefront of automation. So this was a nice peek behind the curtain today. We'll do more of these. Give us a comment in YouTube if you're running any cool AI marketing experience. We would love to hear about them. Please drop those in. This has been Marketing Against the Grain. We'll be back real soon.